you just abandon any precaution. You know, folks, something could happen here, and if it does, so what? Hey, friends. Welcome to Nathan for Us and Nathan for You podcast. My name is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. And today we are covering season three, episode two of Nathan for You. This episode is horseback riding slash man zone, not the man zone, which is what I always want to call it. This one should have like a third slash because it is one of those three segment episodes, which is a little rare. Yeah, and the third segment is an absolute banger, I do have to say. Yes, we see the inception of Summit Ice. Yeah, deny nothing. I literally never would. (laughs) Could not even dream of it. (laughs) Would never. (laughs) So we open up with our horseback riding segment, and we hear Nathan tell us that there's nothing more fun than sitting on an animal that's bigger than you and riding it around. (laughs) Can you confirm? Well, I mean, most things in general that you would ride are always bigger than you. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's how they're able to hold you. Um, Great point. Yeah, you know, really keen eye. (laughs) And (laughs) I don't know, like, yeah, I wouldn't ride an animal that's smaller than me. I was going to ask, have you been horseback riding before? I don't think we've discussed that very much. Yes. Yeah. My stepmom is like a huge equestrian person. It's how she got into stunts through equestrian. So in high school, um, she like helped me go in and take lessons and I've actually competed and I won a first place ribbon in an intense competition against two other people. So I have like this very like elaborate frilly ribbon that is just like way oversized and done for like my accomplishment. Um, And that's the extent of my horseback riding experience. You know, I won a competition and then it became winter and they said, do you want to continue? And I said, it's cold. No. (laughs) (laughs) Was it like jumping? Like were you jumping stuff or? Um, I think it was like maybe a very, very small like (laughs) hop over. It was mainly, um, oh gosh, this was a while ago at this point. You know, you just, I don't even remember the words for the things you would do. You would be trotting and then. Yeah, canter. Yeah, canter. It would be like you transition to that and then back and you hop over like a a low pole and bing, bang, boom. You win a ribbon. ribbon. Yeah. Wow. I have like this photo with one of my friends who came to watch me in this competition, which is very (laughs) funny. And like this helmet looks enormous on my head. Like I look so tiny and I have braces and I have like the biggest smile and it's like me in grade 10 or something, which I don't remember looking and feeling that young, but I look like such a dork. And like I had a bobblehead. And I'm like beaming in front of this horse with my friend and I'm holding this ribbon. And I was like, I look like I've done a lot more with horseback riding than I actually did. What was your horse's name? Teddy, which is weird that I remember that, but I distinctly remember. They were like, we'll give you the kind horse. And I was like, thank you. Because most people who start horseback riding are quite young. 
So I started yeah. fairly old for my age. So they gave me a a big friendly horse. I remember every horse I've ever ridden. Whoa. Tell me about your <laughs> literally horseback riding. Literally experience. every literally horses. I remember all of their names. Cuz you go on vacation every year with your mom who is well known yeah. on the podcast. Yes, to a Sherry ranch. White. Yes. Yeah, Sherry's really into horseback riding. It's like her favorite activity. So, yeah, we go on vacation a lot to a ranch in Arizona where we basically just, like, go horseback riding for a week. And it's pretty fun. Um, You get to kind of, like, go on these, like, trail rides. You can go on, like, mountain rides. You can take lessons. I've done, like, a bunch of different lessons on, like, barrel racing. And you we play team penning, which is pretty fun. You basically, like, chase these cows and do a little pen. So it's a little more like country than uh, winning a big ribbon, but it's pretty fun. You know, some of us are award winners, so (laughs) (laughs) what can I say? And I'll take this uh, brief moment to say if you are a horseback riding enthusiast, an eligible bachelor, what age range would (laughs) Sherry be looking for? I don't know. Probably like if you're like over forty, <laughs> and if you want to Kelly's mom, and you're like a ranch man. Oh my you god, know, she would slide into our DMs. <laughs> she would probably relocate for you. I mean, we're not looking to get Sherry away from us, so ideally, you would relocate for her. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She does live in a condo, so she can't own a horse. But maybe you guys could work that out together. Yeah, I mean, the ideal situation. Uh, would be if you were not only an enthusiast, but a horse owner, a nice little piece of property, yeah. a little ranch man. <laughs> a little ranch man. A little ranch man. A little horsey poo. Yeah. You don't need three giant helium balloons to ride your horse, but there's no judgment if you do. Yes. Yeah, give us a shout. Or forward this to someone who pops into your mind, because offhand, I think the chances of this are low. You never know, like, maybe we'll blow up on TikTok soon and someone will be like, that's my, that's my dad who is divorced. My mom's not looking to home wreck just to, just to throw that out there in case that wasn't clear. Only single men apply. Triflers need not apply. Thank you. (laughs) Oh man, for TikTok, next time you go horseback riding, just attach like three, like little dinky balloons. I 100% will. I'll I'll have to go to a place where they know us enough to let me do that. But (laughs) oh, you know, I just remembered before I met Connor, uh, he worked at a ranch for a month. What in in Alberta? Yeah, that's so fun. Yeah, he like really got into it. Like this family. Oh man, I'm gonna get every fact wrong. But not only have I won a very prestigious horseback riding equestrian. (laughs) award but i am dating a ranchman and i didn't realize that (laughs) so boldly (laughs) until today (laughs) damn triflers need not apply is such a great phrase i like keep thinking about it (laughs) (laughs) i think it was from an episode of my favorite murder i'm Mm. fairly certain that's where that Mm -hmm. came from well we hinted at it if you've seen it you already know where we're going with this (laughs) But if you've been listening to us talking about horseback riding, and you're like, wow, I would love to do that. You know, 
the animals that I find aren't always smaller than me, which is Nathan's favorite uh, ratio. And I still want to ride said animal while being respectful of its, you know, spinal support limits. We got the solution for you. And by we, I mean Nathan. Yeah, so... He talks about the fact that the heaviest weight a horse can handle is going to be 220 pounds. I assume that's which horse. Maybe it was a specific horse. Yeah, I was going to say we can discuss, but essentially, like, I looked it up, of course. Horses can carry, safely carry 20% of their own body weight, um, but there's certain larger breeds that can accommodate people who are larger. So, you know, if you're a bigger person, you don't need to do this helium balloon thing you will be able to find a horse that you can safely ride. You'll just need to kind of call ahead, I think. Yeah. You know, every time I do see a horse, I think, wow, that's a really big animal. So it might be easier to find than you think. I think so. But so essentially, if you put a person who's too big on a horse, it can cause severe injuries. And the way that they show us this on the show is there's a little doodle of a large person who's getting onto the horse, the horse buckles and then its guts kind of spill out everywhere in a very dramatic fashion. And then we see Joy, who is the owner of Park Place Stable in Malibu. She then shoots the horse, which I hope is uh, not her one of her roles at this stable. Yeah, it escalated really, really quickly. Went from zero to 100. But so Nathan really wants to make sure that everyone is able to ride horses. So his plan is he's going to offset people who are over the 220 pound limit that Joy's horses have using these giant helium balloons so that they're still going to be able to ride horses. So Park Place Stable is going to be the only spot that can offer horsey rides for the morbidly obese. That's Nathan's words. And he doesn't want Joy to be on the wrong side of history. Yeah, when Joy pushed back at all to the idea, saying she wasn't sure if it's, you know, necessary. I think saying, you know, I don't want you to end up on the wrong side of history made her real quiet real quick. Which Nathan's done that a few times, and it's always very fun. He's really good at that. He also Mm -hmm. was like very much like, this isn't about making money. It's about doing the right thing. Which I always love when he pulls that card as well. Yeah. So we learned that each weather balloon reduces weight by about 20 pounds for each balloon. I have great news, by the way. Okay. Um, Have you ever thought to yourself, I too would like to order a giant weather balloon for meteorological investigation holiday party decoration? Like, personally, no, but I can see this being up, up Connor's alley. And I feel like he would enjoy such a thing. Well... You can order them on Amazon. So, How much are they? Um, the one that is 72 inches looks to be $20.98. You know what? I don't know what I was expecting, but that's cheaper than I thought. Yeah, I mean, I thought like, I was like surprised that they were showing like, oh yeah, just ordering it on Amazon. I don't know. It just seemed kind of weird. Also, this is my browsing history now. I'm going to get the weirdest ads. It's just going to be for weather balloons. They're going to think you're a weather expert. Maybe. And I don't really know what other kinds of products could be advertised to you, quite frankly. (laughs) I don't know the tools that they use. 
things to measure, like barometric pressure, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. A lit for you page. Yeah. I was going to say, um, did you know about the helium shortage that was going on? No. This was like a big drama a couple years ago. There was like a really big helium shortage because everyone was buying helium balloons. And for what? Like for birthdays and shit. Did we have a lot to celebrate a few years ago? I guess so. And then this is the wildest thing. It abruptly ended in 2020 because of the pandemic. Well, yeah. Thank goodness we saved the helium. Yeah. Well, technically it'll come back at some point because like helium is not a renewable resource. But yeah, be careful with that helium. So if you're thinking, I want to throw a party and use helium balloons, don't do that, you selfish person. Yeah. Think about... Think about the helium shortage and how horrible it would be. Like get one balloon so you can make your voice squeaky, but that's it. One per person. Yeah. Just keep, just be smart about it. Mm-hmm. So the balloons flawless, you know, they're working great, but we do have some issues. So to start with on the path that the horses are taking, there's lots of trees and branches in the way. So yes. of course, uh, Nathan thinks to make two giant, what looks like, like a pizza scoop, <laughs> pizza paddle, a pizza paddle, like two giant ones so that other people leading the ride can hold them up and push the branches away. Yes. For protecting the, the balloon. Yeah. I did think just getting all of the trees trimmed back a little bit is probably <laughs> easier. Probably. Yeah, these yeah. people were following in, like, an ATV, too, which was pretty yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Or, like, a golf cart or something. So that was one issue that Nathan quite quickly resolves, actually. And then yes. issue two is that birds could swoop down and try to pierce the giant balloons. And so Nathan decides he is going to use a bird's greatest foe and put it in the air. So we get drones and we get small scarecrows and we combine the two together to make this flying scarecrow that will also follow on this horse ride (laughs) to spook the birds. But that is not enough because just in case Nathan wants to be able to shoot the birds and hurt them, but not kill them. So we head on over to a gun shop. Yeah. So this gun shop visit is There's a lot. So, so wild. Everything that's going on is hilarious. So can we start with the clerk's outfit? Yeah, we certainly can. Um, and just everything about the store, honestly. But th- this clerk is wearing, I don't even know what to, how to describe what he's wearing. He's wearing a vest with all these buttons and he's got a top hat on. He's got like kind of longish hair. He's wearing like one of those Bluetooth things on his ear. There's just like a lot going on visually, which, you know, everyone has their own style. It's great. It's a few years ago, but it's just like, it's a look. Oh, it's certainly a look. And Nathan kind of realizes that the only way he's going to be able to explain like exactly what he needs is he needs to talk to this clerk and tell him the whole plan. So he does that. And the clerk is very unimpressed. And this is, this made me laugh so hard. So the clerk, again, this is the clerk who works at a gun store and the gun store has like signs up everywhere that are like talking about second amendment and like 
we have a right to guns and whatever. The clerk says that he doesn't feel that everyone has the right to do whatever they want when they want to do it. Which is bold. Yeah, he's Nathan like explains this whole elaborate plan and he's just like, I do not believe in this. In this hug the world scenario you're describing where everyone has the right to do anything just because they want to. I disagree. I think anyone should be able to do anything. I do not have a bubble gum and sunshine view of the world. I was like, bro. <laughs> I It's so funny. (laughs) The fact that he works at a gun store where there's like signs up everywhere that are like, everyone has the right to own a gun. And then this guy's like, everyone has the right to own a gun, but people cannot ride horses. Like That's where I draw the line. Yeah, he was so angry about it too. And I wonder if he wasn't able to ride a horse when he was younger. (laughs) And he doesn't want people to be able to do that now because he missed out on it. Maybe. Who knows? This could have been his big moment. He should have been like, yes, I love this. Sign me up for a horseback ride. He might have been someone who could have benefited from the aid of the balloons. Um, Maybe. We didn't really see a full shot of him, so it's hard mm -hmm. to say. But that vest could have probably weighed a lot. I bet it's the full mysterious of, like, vest. Mysteries. <laughs> I say mysteries, you say bullets, potato, potato. <laughs> we also need to talk about something else that happens during yeah. the scene, which is his phone goes off, the clerks, of course, and he has a ringtone that I don't know. Do you want to do an impression of it or shall I? Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's absolutely out of nowhere and you can tell it catches nathan off guard because he's just like what was that and it looks like oh it's my phone like it's my ringtone and nathan's like you chose that sound <laughs> <laughs> which is absolutely unbelievable and also i agree a horrible ringtone choice <laughs> it's like just- it's too much all I can think about is the show Uh-Oh, which for um, yeah. any non-Canadian listeners is a fantastic children's game show that aired here on YTV, hosted by a man called Wink Yahoo. And they throw slime on people. Yeah, the Punisher, I think, much, was the guy's name. Yeah, and that's pretty much all you need to know about the show. Yeah, the Punisher was kind of in like a like kinky Gim- leather outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right. It was a lot. I was thinking that too just now. I was like, I haven't thought about that recently, but it was a it was a it was also a look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly. <laughs> Maybe under that outfit was the gun clerk. We'll never know. Yeah. But um ultimately they do not get a gun for the birds. I don't know if they were turned away, you know, they were so upset, but they decided, you know what? This flying scarecrow is enough. Yeah, I think Nathan realized that he, th- I think he, for whatever reason, thought maybe we can shoot the birds but not kill them. But then the clerk was like, no, they will die if you shoot them. Yeah, which I'm glad they decided not to. Yeah, I'm glad he was honest. Mm-hmm. That's something that I would look for if I were going to buy a gun is like an honest clerk, you know? If you shoot something, you will kill it. <laughs> yeah. 
Especially so something so small. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. I'm like, I don't think Nathan would have, like, no offense. I don't know. Maybe he's a great shot. But I feel like Nathan doesn't shoot things a lot from well, our he's also Canadian. So I yeah. feel like he wouldn't have... Don't you need to have, like, a gun license in America? Can you get one as a Canadian? I think he must be, like, a permanent resident now. So I'm sure he could, but... He just doesn't seem like a gun kind of guy. <laughs> no offense to Nathan. Just... I don't know if that's something he should be offended by me saying or not, but it just... I, I wouldn't be, like, that's a guy who carries a gun. That sharpshooter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In his summit ice jacket. As um, Brian Wolf might say, we don't think he could catch a football. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. So Nathan and the team, they find a man named Heath who's going to test this concept. So he's over the 220-pound limit. And Heath is out there. He's, like, getting suited up with the balloon vest, let's call it. Um, and... Nathan notices a couple other customers who are kind of laughing at Heath, despite the fact that Nathan explained this situation to them. And I'm going to be honest, like, (laughs) I'm kind of on their side. This man is being strapped, like, three giant weather balloons are being strapped to this man's back. (laughs) I don't know how how you're supposed to not laugh. Like, I think I would draw the line at them taking a video of it. But, like, I was about to say, I'd probably try to take a video. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how do you not? But their main issue was they needed to be more subtle. Yeah, they were really obvious. Yeah, they they were too loud. So Nathan had to go over and he, he really reamed them out. He was like, you know, would you openly mock someone who was in a wheelchair? Because this is the same thing. And they kind of got really quiet and stopped laughing and Nathan really put them in their place. Yeah, they definitely got to ride for free that day, right? Probably, yeah, I think so. They're not actors, by the way. Or if they are, they're not on the IMDb page. So just want to throw that out there. These are real people as far as we know. I mean, watching, I was laughing, so very relatable. Yeah. So we see the ride. It looks like the system goes, you know, flawlessly. The ride is a great success. Heath is happy that he was able to ride on a horse. And Nathan meets up with Joy to congratulate her on making history. Oh, the music on this ride. It's like (laughs) it was from Lord of the Rings. Like they were doing these panning shots. They were using the drone. It was like... Very artistic and, like, very dramatic music, which they use a few times in this episode where I was like, wow, they really stepped up their music game. Yeah, they're they're going for the nicer royalty-free music, I would think. Ooh. Yep. So back to making history. Oh, my goodness. So Nathan goes on this whole thing where he's like, Joy, this is how you're going to be remembered. Like, this moment, you helped Heath get to ride a horse. And she's not happy about him, you know, saying this is her only accomplishment. And she's got to throw in there that she won a world championship. So she really wants to be remembered for some other things first, maybe. She won a world championship. Um, You know, she wants to be remembered for horses, maybe. You know, her dogs, which we didn't hear anything about. And apparently she also does photography, too. 
But yeah. Nathan reassures her that, no, this is going to be the only thing uh, you are remembered for. This will be your legacy. And there is nothing more to discuss about it. He's just yeah. like, no. And it really does bring up the question, like, do we get to choose what our legacy is? And at first I thought, yes. But now that I'm thinking back on it, I'm like, I feel like once you die... Like, you don't really get to decide. (laughs) You have a little bit of influence over it. You know, if you want to be remembered for being a great pilot, probably got to try to be a pilot. But I don't think about, at least right now, I don't think about what I want to be remembered for. But, you know, Joy isn't too pleased about this. Yeah, the answer is this podcast, obviously. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is permanently online. (laughs) (laughs) Well... As long as we keep paying Transistor. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. So who knows until when? (laughs) Tell your friends now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we might just take it all down. This just becomes a podcast to find 40-something-year-old ranchmen. I mean, we've got some time to kill before uh, Nathan's new series. So if that's what we got to do, it's what we got to do. We'll do a dating show for your mom. It'll be called The Hunk. (laughs) totally original totally original accepting submissions i wonder if anthony napoli could come host oh that would be great so we do have the nathan style segment kind of in the middle here but i think we should save that for the end sure so why don't we talk about elizabeth albert store and susan kim the owner of this woman's boutique nathan kind of approaches this store owner and is saying that you know susan you're forgetting about the men in the couple women come in to shop at your store but all of the guys are going to be bored because they don't care about women's clothing so nathan says you know if i came in with my hypothetical girlfriend i would be so bored and women feel psychologically pressured to leave if their boyfriend or partner is bored while they're in the store i mean this is hit the nail on the head, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. I watched this. Yeah. I'm sure Colin had the exact same thing to say, but Connor was like, yes, this exactly, this should be in every store. Totally. And I was like, oh yeah, I totally do feel pressured when you're bored in a store. Kelly from editing here. Just want to add in that Megan grabbed Connor to ask him some questions about what he thought of the man zone. So if you're wondering where this random man came from at this point in the podcast, it's Connor. He was coming upstairs to grab one of the cats. So we used him to figure out a couple things about the man zone. (sighs) Tell us about the zone. Uh, I actually think it's like, I feel like there are a few actual good ideas, more than a few actual good ideas throughout the the seasons i actually feel like this is a good idea i think there are stores that actually do this aren't there they'll put out like a chair yeah i think i think it's good (laughs) minus the awkward nathan (laughs) if nathan wasn't there it'd be a fantastic idea maybe take down the guns maybe maybe take away the guns yeah that's that's probably fair yeah should we quickly grab colin we probably won't use any of this so far, but we could ask them what would what do you mean? be in I had their good, ideal I man zone. I mean, I think it's this. Lots of mother effing beers. That's yeah, lots of mother effing beers. Do you want to talk about sex with Nathan? <laughs> yeah, it's like honestly, you move Nathan out of the situation and it's a great idea. I or feel Nathan. like even just alone drinking a beer would be fun. Yeah, great. 
I'm fine with it. It was free beer. Yeah. The guy the the guy at the end talking to Nathan seemed to enjoy talking to him about sex though. So maybe just you gotta he, Nathan just needs to read the room. Yeah, and then there was the guy right at the end. Oh yeah, that guy was I learned that, too much that's, about that's, that guy. You don't read the room there, then you just invite him to leave at that point. You can't yeah. invite someone to leave. Realistically, what we need to do is combine this idea with the Uber iPad idea where oh, you select yeah. what topic you want to talk mm. about. Yeah. Yeah. Or just don't have anybody in there. <laughs> or just you have no sit on your phone. But there'll be yeah. other guys whose girlfriends are hypothetically shopping in the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. You don't want to make some friends? Yeah. Yeah. I have no, I have no problem with that. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. I'm all for it. It is a. It is the most probably basic idea. Yeah, it's like there are because it's an actual good idea. <laughs> yeah, there are. I'm sure stores that are doing this. No, you. What you need to make it is it needs to be like a. This needs to be a, a room for in, in an entire mall, right? So instead of one, instead of no, like it's, it's too then what's much. What's the point of you even going to the mall? So that you well, you you can get lunch at the food court. And then you, whenever, you know, you split up, you, you, no. you know, the stores that you want to go together, you go to together. And then you want to go to like whatever the other stores. And then you go to the hangout spot because it's too much floor space for one store. But for an entire mall, it makes a lot of sense. And malls, they have a whole bunch of seating and they have a food court. Yeah, but this is more fun. Like you have 1978 football and you have. That's what you find you fun. Can, Tell so, me a single thing about and football. Then, no, no, no. You make player. it. It's, it's like you make it like an airport lounge, right? Yeah, I was it's about like to you say, you just lounge. want a lounge. Yeah, and it's a subscription service. Like, it's a primo service. And if you sign up for a certain credit card, you get a number of lounge visits yeah. <laughs> every no, year. This is a, yeah, this is a legit business. Uh, I feel like they have massage chairs in the middle of so many Massage chairs walls. are so gross. And expensive. <laughs> expensive, gross, and I've never used one, but I assume they suck. The man zone. So, Nathan has this idea that essentially all a guy needs is a brew and his bro. So he wants to create a man-friendly zone in Susan's store so that men can chill there while their girlfriends shop. Susan's not super convinced. Yeah, you know, but Nathan is obviously the expert on men. And he lets her know that. He's like, I think I got this. Yeah, so he sets up the man zone in Susan's back room. We see him kind of putting together a lot of football memorabilia and de- decor. There's guns on the wall. There's beer posters, a bearskin rug. There's some, like, nuts in jars. And, of course, a guitar. All of the things that you need. If you're a man. Only yeah. if you're a man. Yes. So, you know... Nathan just wants to bring the boys back there and to have a mother effing beer. Try to distract them for a little while. Yeah, two dudes doing what dudes do best, drinking beer and watching royalty-free football. Ow, ow! Sounds like a great time. So we see our first couple come in and Nathan brings a guy into the man zone. But a little bit of disaster happens and he only stays in the man zone for four minutes. Yeah, the royalty-free football didn't entice him. He did have a beer, and Nathan did execute a cool trick when he grabbed his 
beer out of the fridge. He like bounces off of his arm and like chucks it at the guy. Yeah, and which which makes it very fizzy. Yeah, every guy he did that with, which was all the people who entered the man zone, they like immediately opened it and didn't wait, which was very surprising. I was like, I'd give it a minute. Yeah, or even like do that thing where you flick the lid, you know? I think that's yeah. supposed to help too. Mm-hmm. Flawless. But, you know, boys gots to be boys and can't wait gots to get their drink on. 100%. They got to drink that Natty Light. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't work so well with man number one. But we get a second couple that come in. And, you know, Nathan throws in the beer, puts on football, and realizes that he doesn't seem as into this royalty-free football. So he needs to think on his feet. And what do boys love to talk about? sex (laughs) yeah this is a quite a quite a combo so nathan opens with you know what's your fave position which sorry i'm paraphrasing that's how i would have said this (laughs) oh that's what you uh, said in the man zone so what's your fave position an aggressive way to open up the combo but this guy seems to be like down to to talk about everything. Down to clown. He's 100% down to clown. This conversation kills me when the guy's like, oh, you know, from behind. And then he's like, what about you? And Nathan goes, missionary. And then he pauses and then goes, guy on top, girl on the bottom. Yeah, you know, they have a great conversation. You know, the guy stays for quite a bit longer. Um, just some friendly boy-to-boy chit-chat. Yeah, just some banter. I do want to say we are a safe sex podcast. This man talks about not using a condom. <laughs> Everyone, uh, please make sure you are practicing safe intercourse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just want to get that out there in case maybe someone's listening and they're like, we get, I get all of my sex ed from Megan and Kelly, you know? Yeah, you know, someone had this podcast on to set the mood, and they were about to, like, get into it, and they were like, whoa, whoa. Kelly said to have safe sex. We should alter our course. <laughs> this, this, in no situation is this the foreplay podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it should be. <laughs> if anyone tries it, if anyone tries to use this as a foreplay podcast, please let us know how this goes. There's just no way it works. It's just not the mood. <laughs> There's no way this is the mood. I think the part where we went, "Uh uh-oh, (laughs) uh-oh. So I think the consensus is the zone is a great idea. You know, who doesn't want to be the one to sit and hang out and have something to do? Kind of whatever store you're in, um, you know, who, who doesn't love somewhere to lounge? So I think it's a great idea. Um... It works a little bit. I think it would probably be more successful if, you know, people were allowed to just sit there and hang out on their phones. You don't have to actively, like, be talking to someone and and trying to, like, continue a conversation. But, you know, it's a a good idea. Well, Nathan learns about some preferences. You know, he has some good chit-chat. They have a few beers. It gets some of the ladies to stay a little bit longer in the show. But... 
the store owner is not very impressed when she finds out that Nathan has been drinking beers at the back of the store. Yes. Yeah, she shuts down the man zone pretty quick. Yeah. So this was quite a short segment. Um, Not too much going on. I think, you know, it's probably a hit. You take out the beer. You let people sit on their phones. It's a fine area to use. I wonder if they left the stuff. Probably not. I feel like they probably, um, like, rented that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would guess, at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have one more thing to talk about for today. And, of course, it's the inception of Summit Ice. One of my favorite things to come out of Nathan. Yeah, I think it's like a fan favorite who doesn't love Summit Ice. Educational and fabulous clothing. Totally. So Summit Ice, you know, Nathan kind of talks about the fact that he has a keen sense of style. He's very professional and approachable. And he has one signature item of clothing that he absolutely loves, which is a windbreaker from the brand Tyga, which is apparently um, a Vancouver company. I didn't know that. Do you have a signature piece of clothing? Oof. Um, quarantine sweatpants. <laughs> fair. Totally fair. Um, in general, I'd say no. I think for the fall, there was a hat that I wore all the time. Um, Ooh. Yeah, it was brown. <laughs> but I think uh, other than that, you know, I've been rocking a fanny pack for a while. But I think maybe... I would have to ask someone else if there's a piece of clothing that they associated with me. But we we haven't really seen each other all that much. Yeah, that's a good point. I was trying to think of if there's anything that I see you wear a lot. I have like this plaid jacket, like fall jacket that's yellow. That's a good jacket. Thank you. I thrifted it. Um, (laughs) I feel like you always have like iconic glasses. Yeah, they help me see. Yeah, so I, I mm-hmm. tend to wear them. <laughs> um, I mean, I have yeah, glasses that help me see that I don't wear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've got a, the glasses thing. I wear a lot of band t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's not that iconic. Yeah, I wouldn't say that there's like a, a single piece of clothing I associate with you at this moment. But, you know, we learned that Nathan's been wearing the same jacket in many, many episodes. Yeah, I definitely did notice it only because I knew this segment was coming up. Like, in the earlier episodes, I was like, oh, yeah, there's that jacket that he's going to redesign. But so why does Nathan have to redesign the jacket? Well, he discovered that Tyga produced a tribute to a Holocaust denier in one of their catalogs. And then when they were asked to comment on this, they absolutely refused to. And it got so bad that Nathan's father was actually shamed for wearing a jacket from the same brand at his synagogue. Yeah, I love the Nathan's dad cameo. It's great. Every time his family ever pops up, they're just lovely. Yeah, we got a brief little sneak peek in the claw. Yeah, oh my god. So this is a little bit of a longer cameo, which is always nice. But I feel for him. That's so hard that, like, he got yelled at at his synagogue for the jacket. Because, like, you'd have to think that it's probably, like, a pretty pricey piece of clothing, right? You don't usually buy a new jacket, like, every season. 
Yeah, yeah. Especially like when we're talking about these coats that his whole family's been wearing for years needing to get rid of that. Um, it's a little shady that they didn't comment on the situation, Taiga. So it's super shady. Mm-hmm. It's like seems like a really weird thing to do. And it's weird that it was in their like catalog. <laughs> like, yeah. why are you why are you putting tributes to people in your catalog? Like the whole thing is very odd. Yeah. But born out of this tragedy, we learn that Nathan's on the hunt for a better jacket. He's looking through multiple yes. brands, but you know, there is that underlying concern of what happens if I discover later that this brand is supporting a cause I don't align with? What if they start supporting a cause in a few years? Like there's just a lot of questions when it comes to purchasing other brands. So of course um, he decides to start his own brand. The only brand he can really trust. Totally. I, I am pretty dramatic when it comes to brands. Like I will fully be like, I'm not buying your stuff anymore for stuff like this. So I'm, I'm on board with Nathan's like, scorched earth approach to brands yeah i think it's you know taking it into his own hands and he decides to make his clothing line to make sure that it stands for holocaust awareness it's not just a neutral brand that isn't gonna start aligning with causes he doesn't believe in no it fully supports and helps bring awareness to the holocaust yeah and i think this is like an interesting thing to support I don't think any other brand had ever done this until Summerdice. If they did, I certainly didn't know about it. Granted, Nathan's on a TV show, so of course we know, but... So they go through designing the jacket. It looks great. It looks like a really nice jacket. They hire models, and they make sure that the models know that 6 million Jews died in the Holocaust. Uh, During the photo shoot, we have Nathan going up to the model and asking him to kind of repeat that stat back to him. And Nathan even goes and finds... LA-based rabbi Shalom Denbo and shows him the business plan, marketing materials, and asks for his guidance on how to convey the core values of Summit Ice. Now, he thinks that the phrase deny nothing is a little too vague and that they want things to be specific. So if the the tagline deny nothing isn't going to be specific, they want to be specific with the visuals. So when thinking of how are we going to present this in store, They really want to be able to showcase information, have very dramatic images that really instill, you know, a sense of shock and knowledge in people. Yeah. And I really think that the rabbi that we meet, I think his heart is in a great place. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he make he brings up a lot of good points that basically like, it's not good to kind of ignore this type of history and like to put it right in front of people's faces then they can't kind of ignore that this happened. But um, I think that he kind of falls short at realizing that this is going to have to go into a store and uh, we'll, we'll see later that the store manager is not as into <laughs> this display. So They kind of build out this thing and they have a whole plan um, and they reach out to a local store owner. He owns a store called Venture 16, I believe. And he says, yeah, you guys can set up the display. Like, that's going to be awesome. And then we see the display and it's pretty aggressive, I would say. 
there's like a lot of swastikas and people like model um sorry not models mannequins and nazi uniforms and information about the holocaust of course Mm -hmm. but um i can see where eric the manager comes comes down on this a little bit yeah i think there was a happy medium here and yeah you know, we take out some of the more aggressive images. There doesn't need to be an oven in the store, I don't think. But I think if they just had some of the informational panels that I hope Eric would have been okay with it. I think it was the yeah. whole display together. But he comes down really aggressively on the rabbi and on Nathan. You know, I think he's quite mean about it. He said this mashup of retail and history is a train wreck. Um you know, he really rips them apart and says that they absolutely shouldn't be in this industry and they don't know anything about it and they should stop now. Yeah, I do have one quote that I pulled that I I totally missed the first time that I watched this. And this time it made me laugh so hard where Eric goes, you really think the Holocaust deniers are big soft shell buyers? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, the Venn diagram of people who buy soft shell jackets and people who deny the Holocaust. <laughs> like, is there any meeting in the middle? I don't know. I'm sure there's a couple, but uh, what if it's, it's a circle? Question. What if it's a circle? <laughs> I mean, I do own a soft shell, and I'm certainly not a Holocaust denier. So well, that's good to know. Yeah, <laughs> I technically we are have safe, never asked safe sex you. podcast, and we deny <laughs> we also- nothing. We do not deny the Holocaust. We would like to acknowledge the Holocaust. We only deny unsafe sex. We do deny unsafe sex. That should be our new tagline. Deny nothing, bracket, except for unsafe sex, bracket. (laughs) Yeah, if anyone is using this as the foreplay before (laughs) getting busy, um, good luck after this segment. Yeah. So, yeah, Eric is very unhappy with this idea, and he's like, no, you cannot sell this here. But this does have a happy ending, because Nathan sends some jackets to his parents, and it's so sweet. We see them do a little unboxing over Skype. Nathan, the original uh, unboxing influencer, is his parents. (laughs) Yeah. His dad loves the amount of zippers. They are very important to him. He apparently loses quite a bit of change. There's a lot of features that Nathan's dad really loves about this jacket. Yeah, I thought that it was so sweet watching his dad be like, oh, so many zippers. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, this is so wholesome. We don't usually get wholesome content. I mean, yeah, there's ways we could have made, you know... If we had gotten to know the man that rode the horse a little bit, how he felt about the experience, that could have been a wholesome moment. Yeah, we really don't know much about Heath. No, no, we learned nothing (laughs) about Heath. I wonder if he's single. He doesn't even have an IMDb credit for it, so. But we finished the episode with a Summit Ice commercial. Oh, again, another moment where the music was just next level. Yeah, it's great. We basically see the model climbing... Up a mountain. It's great. Deny nothing. Yeah, the modeling photos. Uh, hilarious. I in particular love the one where the jacket is like over his shoulder and he's only in his underwear. And it's like you can't see the jacket at all. I did realize I forgot to update everyone on the businesses we talked about earlier too. Hit us with each store update. 
Yes. So unfortunately, our stable, Park Place stable, is permanently closed. I hope Joy can, you know, come up with something else to be remembered for. Maybe she wanted to disassociate so much. She's like this. She had many sleepless nights. She's like, this cannot be my legacy. She's like, I cannot Maybe. be remembered for this. Shut the whole thing down. Um, Elizabeth Albert, the store that Susan Kim owned, is unfortunately also permanently closed. So no more man zone. But Summit Ice, of course. Thriving. Yeah. Thriving. You can go You can go on Summit Ice right now. You can order. I believe they still have, like, tracksuits. Yeah, ninety nine dollars for the full tracksuit. The jacket's about a hundred bucks as well. You know, very reasonably priced for a jacket. Yeah, and they sometimes will do random like fun things. Like they had socks at one point. They currently that I think have. They socks. were donating. I think they were like donating part of the proceeds. Yeah, I I think that they donate all of the proceeds. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think they were donating the proceeds of this specifically something else to, um, I can't remember what it was. But yeah, all of the proceeds from Summit Ice does go to the Vancouver Holocaust Education Center, I believe. I'm not currently on their website. I'm just pulling this from memory. Oh, well, you're right. Founded in 2015 in Los Angeles, California, Summit Ice is a not-for-profit company dedicated to producing quality outdoor apparel and raising awareness of the Holocaust. 100% of profits go to the Vancouver Holocaust Education Center in Vancouver, Canada, and other organizations that work to fight intolerance. Amazing. So, yeah, pick up some Summit Ice gear. We definitely need to order some so we can take some sweet pics in it. And also raise awareness of the Holocaust. Yeah, make sure that we don't have any Holocaust deniers in our lives. Oh, that would be like a very awkward conversation. Yeah, I think I think I would just like walk away and be like, uh, well, that's <laughs> the end of that friendship. <laughs> Throws books at face. Yeah. I feel like that's the only time I would really yell at someone being like, read a book. Yeah. And I have one more thing, which is that our model, he has some IMDb credits. Ooh, tell us. His name is Cameron Barsanti. Um, He's from Albuquerque, New Mexico, where the current season of The Bachelorette (laughs) that is airing is also filmed. And he's been on a couple random things. He was on an episode of True Blood, which was one of my favorite shows back in the day. I've never seen it. Uh, it's about vampires. We should maybe do a True Blood rewatch. I don't know. But uh, he's in a TV movie that is completed, but not yet out, playing a doctor. So good for him. He's still working. Working, being hot, denying nothing. Yeah, I think that's, like, such a sweet gig to have landed. I bet he didn't realize at the time how big it would become. Yeah, probably not. There, He was probably just like, wait, what do you want me to do? Like, take off the jacket? (laughs) (laughs) Make sure to check out all of our social media at NathanForUsPod. Megan and I are going to see each other in real life on Sunday. So perhaps we will finally post a TikTok. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) No promises. (laughs) We own an account. Uh, 
yeah, maybe we'll do something. We'll see. Setting those we expectations sky high. Yeah, that's the key. Low expectations are better. Um, make sure if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could please leave us a five-star review, that would be amazing. If you have any questions related to Nathan, send them our way. Next week, we have the movement episode. Next week, we have the movement. We have wonderful cameos from our favorite Brian Wolf. We have the entrance of our favorite ghostwriter. And I'm so excited to talk about it. Please, please, please leave us reviews. It means the world to us. These tiny Canadian girls, you know, biggest accomplishment before today was winning a horseback riding ribbon. (laughs) So I could really use some praise on the internet. Um, Yeah. Check out our social medias at Nathan for us pod. We are on Twitter and Instagram. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Maybe one day we'll make a TikTok. You know, we're not quite Gen Z. We're, we're strictly millennials. So realize that it's a struggle for us. And uh, we'll see you next week. I was going to say, if you would like to, in your review or on our social, let us know what you think we should adopt as our new clothing of choice, similar to Nathan's Windbreaker. What should we start wearing all the time? Oh, we might need a signature look. Are we beret people? Probably not. (laughs) Maybe. I've never tried it. I feel like my head's a bad size for like hats and stuff. I just never understand how you're supposed to wear a beret because I'm like, it looks weird if you like pull it down really low on your head. But then if it's too high on your head, it looks like it's just going to fall off. Ooh, friendship necklaces. That'd be fun. Yeah. I do like that. Actually, if we were friends in elementary school, we would for sure have friendship necklaces. I had friendship bracelets with a bunch of people. Someone made me a friendship bracelet not that long ago. Who the fuck is that? (laughs) 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 I thought you were were getting a pen out. I was like, whoa, it was Riley. (laughs) Oh, no, Riley's allowed. That's fine. (laughs) You can have current friends make you friendship necklaces and bracelets. Yeah, this was like three months ago. (laughs) And Riley's like very adorable. So that's acceptable. This has been Kelly and Megan on your side.